Welcome to the RAF Mildenhall Protestant Parish Podcast. As you prepare your heart to receive today's word, we pray that you are encouraged, inspired, and uplifted. Amen. Please be seated, church. Can we give God praise one last time for our praise and worship team? Amen. I bless God for them because uh, when I was in Georgia, someone told me, uh, you can't carry a tune in a bucket. And I, I believe that. Some, some people got that. I, I, I can't sing. I can't do any of these wonderful gifts and talents that these, uh, these wonderful praise and worship team um, has. God bless you all. I also want to thank Chaplain Kim, Chaplain Bailey for the opportunity to be with you all. I never take it lightly to bring uh, God's word to you all. I invite you to pray with me as we get started. Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. Father, we thank you for your goodness on today. Open up our hearts and minds to remember your goodness, Father. I pray, Lord God, that you open up my mind. I pray that you anoint me as I continue to preach your word, help us to continue to worship you in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Church, our, we've continued today on our sermon series, The Fruit of the Spirit. Our text comes from Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 23. You have it on your, your phone. I'm sure they're bringing it up on the screen here. But the scripture reads, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And I ask that, so that y'all just give me a, give me a second on today. I want to see how many church folks we have here today. Have you heard this term before? God is good? Okay. And all the time? Amen. That's the, that's the sermon right there. Amen. But we won't stop right there. And I say that, do you believe that, though? Do you think that God is good all the time? And all the time, God is good. Amen. Amen. He is. Church, our world has a hard time distinguishing between good and bad. Our cultural values are changing so quickly. Qualities that were once prized are now looked upon, and behaviors that once were condemned are now celebrated, and people kind of just do what they do. Isaiah the prophet anticipated this when he wrote, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, and those who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter, meaning kind of like people just do what they want to do. It's justified in my eyes, so you know what? That's what makes it right. But I am so glad that we have a Bible. We, I'm so glad that we have Scripture. I'm so glad that we serve a God that we can serve, and he gives us a lens to look through for all things. Even people that are non-religious instinctively know that there is a moral standard somewhere in the universe and that good and bad are objective realities. In fact, over the last few years, the Marist poll that chronicles New Year's resolutions says that reports that being a better person even surpasses those people that want to lose weight. That's what people want to do. Be a good person. 
Even I was flying in yesterday. I was sitting next to this guy. He self-describes himself as not religious, but having a high moral value. And my question to him was, where do you think all these values come from? Where do you think all these morals come from? Where do you think all these things come from about integrity? Love your neighbor as yourself. And we began to have this discussion. He just kind of thought about it a little bit. How can you have all these high moral values, but yet, church, if we look in our society, people want to have all these values but exclude Christ, from which the Bible has all these principles. Our goodness, church, it comes from the source of all good things, Jesus Christ. Colossians 1, 16 through 17 says, All things were created in heaven and on earth, all things created through and for him. Romans 2 and 4 says, it is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. It's his goodness. The God who we serve, who is inherently good, draws us not from malice. He doesn't draw us from condemnation, but it is his goodness. When you grow and you develop that relationship with him, you know that, God, you're the one that opened doors that no man can close. You close doors that no man can open. God, when you begin to serve him, you know it's him that draws you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You know that when you're anxious, he's the one that gives you peace. And yet sometimes we find ourselves, God, you're the one that gives us peace, but why do I feel so distant from you? God, why do I find myself when I'm drawn to other things when you're the source of my faith? It's that kind of deep relationship, that goodness that draws us out of darkness into his marvelous light. It is this goodness that we find ourselves in this relationship, and it's not the condemnation. We're like, God, I need to do better. God, I need to do more better in my prayer life. God, I need to do more in reading your word. God, I need to develop better in getting to know you on a more intimate level. It is this, this kind of drawing that draws us to repentance. And simply what repentance means is having a change of heart, having a change of mind. Instead of doing things my own way, God, I want to do things your way. And help me to do that. And that's the goodness of God. Psalms 23 and 6, excuse me, 23 and 6, it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Surely goodness. This helps us understand that this surely goodness, this goodness is not dependent on me. It's dependent on Christ. Surely goodness. Whether I get the promotion or not. Whether I get... As the Bible says, the steps of a good man or woman are ordered by the Lord. Whether I get the assignment or not, whether I get the perfect husband or not, whether I get the perfect wife or not, whether I get the perfect children or not, the Bible says, surely goodness is going to follow me. It's not dependent on what's going on in my life. It's not dependent on the struggles. The Bible says, surely goodness. And when we open up our hearts and our minds to see that, then we open up ourselves to see the goodness of God. Because it is so easy. We can have a perfect day. Everything is going great. But if we have one thing that happens, it feels like it breaks down everything. It feels like everything is just goes downhill from there. Just have a bad day. But everything else can go good. 
But my Bible says all things work together for good to them that love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. That means all things, the good, the bad, whether things are going great, whether things are going bad, all things, the trials, the tribulations, the ups, the downs, all things work together for good. It's kind of like anybody like barbecue? How many barbecue folks we got? Ooh, yeah. I shouldn't have thought about that too long. Made me want some barbecue now. Mm. But when you <laughs> But the thing is when you when you when you when when someone barbecues was good is it's not just, you know, one type of seasoning, right? You got a little salt. Maybe you got a little pepper. Maybe you lose a little chili powder. Maybe you little, use a little um, garlic powder. Maybe you use a little onion powder. But you put all those things together, and that's what makes it good. Maybe if you have some, 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 some good pork. I don't know. I, I like pork. And I give me some uh, a, a pork roast or some ribs. You put a little brown sugar on that, a little sweetness to it. All those things together. Uh-oh. Did I get amen? I heard somebody back there. Yeah, I know, right? I'm trying to, um, all those things together, that's what makes it good. And that's what it is like with trials and tribulation. You have to use all those things, they work together for good. And that's the goodness of God. Amen? That's what makes the goodness of God. Exodus 34 and 6, and it says, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness. First Chronicles 16 and 34 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Sometimes, church, we can think that God's goodness stops at a certain point. That maybe you find yourselves that, you know what, maybe I knew the Lord for a little while, or, and then I walked away from him or, or 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 maybe you never known the Lord and like I can never measure up well I want to give you an example God's goodness is so great that he can afford each and every single person regardless of their mistakes and failures look at God's goodness when you look at Rahab she was triply marginalized when you look at her she was a woman she was a Canaanite and she was a prostitute but yet God used her as a prophet in the, to the Israelites. She's the one that told them when Joshua and the spies are coming up, guess what? She heard of the events of the Red Sea. She heard of the defeat of the Amorite kings. And she declares that dread has fallen on the inhabitants and they all feel, fear Israel. This is the message that Joshua used and, she, and God used her as a prophet to tell all the people about what was going to happen. God used this woman mightily. This was a time when women were marginalized, especially someone that was a Canaanite. She wasn't even part of the tribe of Israel, and God used her. God doesn't matter. God is looking for people that just have an open heart and be an open vessel to use. You don't have to have any kind of lineage. You don't have to grow up in the church. I mean, I find myself up here as a chaplain. I did not grow up in the church. Only time I went to church was I didn't even go in during Christmas or Easter time. None of those times. The only time I went to church when I go to my, my grandma's house. And I had to go. 
Grandma made me go to church, and that was the only time that I went to church. There was a couple of little spots that I would go to church, but that was it. I didn't grow up in the church, and I found myself where I was saved at the age of, I think, I'm not sure, 28, whatever it was. I thought that. I was like, man, people have been saved their whole entire life, and I have wasted my life. And then a preacher had in this message, he was like, it doesn't matter. All God's looking for is vessels to use. And I say that, churches, because you may find yourself that, man, I'm, I'm, I'm lost. It's been too many years. God doesn't care. He redeems times. All he's looking for is someone to be an open vessel to use for his glory. He can do more. God says he'll do exceedingly abundantly above all we may ask or think. He can do that in your lives as long as we open up our hearts and minds to him. Amen. Psalms 34 and 8 says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. This word is to taste and try God out for yourself. Church, I was at this uh, restaurant one time and I love enjoying. That's why I was talking about I enjoy eating. Right. I'm, I'm, we're there. And we've eaten at this restaurant before. And I mean, up until that time, everything that I got has been pretty good. But this time I ordered an appetizer and I should have Googled it to see what it was. Um, but I, I didn't. And it had chicken in it. And I was like, OK, you can't mess up chicken. Well, you can. The first warning was when I got the dish, I kind of, you know, the waitress brought it out. She put it in front of me and I touched it just to scoot it over a little bit. And it was cold. Right. The plate was cold. So I was like, hmm, this is going to be interesting. And then my wife, she was like, huh, what'd you get? Let me smell it. I was like, all right, you can smell it. And um, I should have known by her face that it wasn't going to be good. You know, she, her exact facial expression was like, whoa. So I was like, okay, this is not going to be good. But I ordered it, so I got to try it, right? I tried it, and it did not taste good either. Amen. It was, it was a bad experience, but I did not allow that one experience deter me from eating at that restaurant or ever trying to go back to that restaurant again or saying that, you know what, I'm never going to go to a restaurant again. I'm never going to eat out again. But the same thing happens with people when they have a bad experience with God. They decide that they're going to give up on God. I had this one bad experience, and you know what? I'm mad with God. I'm done with God. But the Bible says all things work together for good. When you look at the outcome, when you look at longevity of walking with God, yeah, everything might not be perfect, but long term, all things are going to work together for good. It doesn't feel good. It might not look good. But in the end, it will be good. Let me give you an illustration real quick. If you look at, if you look at Joseph's story, y'all remember Joseph back in Genesis 37 through 45? I'm not going to go through the whole thing. But if you look at Joseph, I mean, he had this beautiful dream. He had the, the coat of many colors. And he told this dream to his, his family. And he thought, hey, y'all are going to be excited for me. Well, not so much. They decided, I mean, his own brothers decided to throw him in a pit. They decided that they were literally going to leave him for dead. 
And sometimes that's what happens in our lives. We can find ourselves in a pit and we can find ourselves frustrated. If you look at Joseph's life, it's not one just like one thing that happened to him. He wouldn't just find himself thrown into a pit. He was lied on. He was sold into slavery. He was left for, not dead, but left in a prison. He had done absolutely nothing. But it was God maturing him. It was God saying to him, all things work together for good. Long as you trust, long as you continue on that path, Joseph could have found himself bitter. And that's what some people do, right? Somebody lied on him. He could have found himself bitter at God, right? It's easy to become bitter at people, but he could have found himself bitter at God. God, you showed me this wonderful dream, and then now I'm in Egypt. I'm in a place of slavery. I'm not even around my family members. God, what are you doing? God, how do I find myself in a prison? I got some woman lying on me. This is Potiphar's wife. She lied on him. He didn't find himself bitter, though. He finds himself continuing to be faithful. He continued to find himself, you know what? I'm going to trust God. I'm not going to become bitter with you, God, because I know you have a plan and a purpose for my lives. Church, I want to encourage you, no matter where you find yourself at, it might not appear good, but God is good. You have to trust and believe in the goodness of God. And even, he said in the end, Genesis 50 and 20, he tells his brother when they're reunited, you meant it for my evil, but God meant it for good. When we can find ourselves in that place, no matter what comes my way, no matter regardless of whatever circumstances going on, you might have meant it for evil, whatever someone did to you, but God meant it for good. When you can see things is that, you know what? God's hand is behind all of this. And I'm going to trust God in the process. When we find ourselves in that place, there's deliverance. There's a place of trust. There's a place of wholeness. We see God's hand in any and everything. Amen? Amen. Because, church, we are here to emulate God. Galatians 6 and 10 says, So then while we have the opportunity, let us do good, excuse me, to all people. Do good to all people, especially to those of the household of faith. Listen to 1 Thessalonians 5 and 15. It says, see that no one repays evil for evil, but always seek after that which is good for one another and for all people. For as the church, we are all people called to goodness, to have a large heart, to have tenderness, to have kindness, to have patience, to have all the fruits of the spirit. Because every single person is God's child. Not just you. The people that we interact with, that's God's son. That's God's daughter. Because in the end, we all want to hear those great words in Matthew 25 and 21. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. We have one opportunity to hear the word good. Not well-intentioned. Not well thought out. But well done by our actions, by how we're serving other people. 
of how other people are experiencing us. Are they experienced the kindness? Are they experienced the love of God? And that's why it's so important, church, that in that relationship with him, we understand God's goodness. Because how will people in the world see God's goodness if it's not through us? If we're not being that light to other people, who else are they going to get it from? We have to be the light of Jesus Christ. St. Francis of Assisi, of Assisi excuse me, said, all the darkness in the world cannot extinguish the light of a single candle. Instead of complaining about the darkness, let your light shine wherever you go. John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist Church, said, do all the good you can by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as you ever can. If every redeemed child of God lived by those words, there'd be so much more goodness in the world. If we see everything through God's lens of goodness, I mean, it's hard, church. It is difficult. We have so many things that draw our attention away from God's goodness. But we understand that in the morning, I got to think about God's goodness and God's love. In the evening, maybe at lunchtime, even if I take a minute or two, I got to think about God's goodness and God's plan for my life. In the evening time, I got to think about God's goodness and his mercy towards us and towards me and towards you. And we go upon that and we look upon that lens, it can help us see not only differently, it can help us to touch other people's lives. And that's, in my eyes, he's called us to be disciples of Christ. We didn't get saved and God didn't save us just for ourselves. It's so that other people can be drawn. There is people that are lost. There is people that are empty. There are people that have holes in their hearts that only Christ can fulfill it is if you've walked in that if you walk with the relationship with Christ you know that you know that emptiness can only be filled through Christ and through a relationship with him he's the one that no matter where you find yourself at empty broken whatever externally we can look good we can put on nice stuff but it's what's on the inside that only he can touch. As I get ready to close, the thing is about God is he gets better and better. I remember when me and my wife, we first got married. Um, my wife used to make Kraft macaroni and cheese, right? And, man, that was, that was good. I didn't grow up with macaroni and cheese. So when I had Kraft macaroni and cheese, that was good. And then... She decided one time to make some Velveeta shells and cheese, right? We were eating, that was gourmet. I remember when I would see that on a dinner plate, like, oh man, we are, we're eating good tonight. We got some Velveeta shells and cheese. But now she knows how to make, yeah, amen. <laughs> so good, make you wanna slap your, your grandmama, amen. It's, it's that good, church. And I, I'm reminded when Jesus, he did his first miracle, right? 
at the wedding of Canaan and Galilee. You know, the servant, the, the, the main waitress or waiter there said, most people, when they have a wedding feast, they serve the, the good wine first. Then they serve the cheap wine. Y'all can keep, that was good. Y'all can keep going. I like that. I like that. They serve, then they serve the, the cheap wine. But you have saved the best for last. And church, that's how it is with the goodness of God. You think that, you know what? Not like macaroni and cheese, but like craft, like, man, this is good. Then you get some Velveeta shells and cheese, and man, that's good. Then you get the homemade stuff, and that's good. But with God, it gets better and better and better with his goodness. Don't give up, church. Wherever you find yourself in your walk, in your relationship with him, understand his goodness. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life, no matter how hard it may seem. Maybe you're going through a difficult time. The scripture says, oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good and demonstrate that goodness to others. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you, Lord God, that you continue to open up our hearts and minds to your goodness each and every single day. Father, open up. Father, where there may be things that are dead, we know that nothing is too hard for you. Let the dead bones live in our lives and our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. We pray that you were blessed by today's word. If you have enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe and share. Thank you for stopping by our station. And until next time, may the peace of God be with you.